This is Thoughts on the Table by DisgracesOnTheMenu.com. Hello and welcome to Thoughts on the Table, the audio blog. Paolo here for episode number 26. And today I have a special guest, Elisa Cerruti, uh, calling in from Turning, Italy. Hi, Elisa. How are you doing? Hi, Paolo. I'm good, thanks. Very happy to be your guest today. Fantastic. Thank you for connecting with me. So, uh, Elisa and I are both going to take part of Turing Epicurean Capital, uh, this food literature uh, conference, which will take place in Turing this coming September. And, um, you know, I had just recently a chance to interview the organizer, Lucia Now. That was episode 24. But today we're not going to talk about the conference. We're here to talk about Elisa and her blogs, because Elisa has two very interesting blogs, and she's going to talk about it later. But first, I would like to uh, ask you, Elisa, would you like to tell us something about you? Uh, sure, Paolo. Uh, yeah, I'll try to be brief uh, today. Um, <laughs> I have a very multidisciplinary background. Uh, I have studied fashion design in high school and graduated in history of art, dreaming to become a teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got uh, then a master in tourism promotion. And after that, uh, I attended a PhD in marketing at the University of Turing. Uh, and after that, <laughs> I followed a, a research fellowship of two years. I see. Uh, were, you, were you teaching? Yes. I taught uh, management of cultural heritage, marketing of museums, uh, management of events, and, uh, and marketing. Very interesting. Um, yes, it's been a, a, very, a very long part of my life, mm-hmm. something like seven, eight years. I see. And then after that, uh, at some point, uh, I, I got a baby, and then I decided to stay at home and uh, to be just a mom for some time. Mm-hmm. Uh, at that time, I decided to start my blog uh, in Italian, mm-hmm. uh, just to, um, to share, to spread my experience, to try to, um, to get help uh, through, my, through the, the, the food and through uh, our uh, common habits. This is something that started very uh, when I was very young, uh, because uh, I was very interested in uh, herbal medicine and in alternative medicine. Uh, and uh, what I wanted to do is was to share all of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and doing that, I just wanted to um, to get deeper mm-hmm. uh, and to and to study. Uh, Using my uh, academic background, and uh, yes, because I, I always uh, was used to, um, to read a lot of scientific research for my academic uh, activities, mm-hmm. and uh, then uh, I, I always checked my hypothesis uh, mm-hmm. about uh, health and about uh, whether alternative medicines uh, were uh, effective uh, mm-hmm. or not, and um, which kind of food mm-hmm. was better than other. And I understood that health is basically lies uh, or well, is achieved uh, in presence of two variables, healthy food and happiness. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is very... Um, the, the, the very the very important lesson I I learned in in, in this period and it is, that is really fascinating yeah even more important when when you have a baby mm-hmm. uh, 
because um, an happy baby comes from an happy mom, an happy family. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But also you said healthy food, right? And so that's uh, that's why I obviously like to talk about food and healthy food plays an important part in your general health. Yes, absolutely. We are what we eat. And, <laughs> that's uh, true. <laughs> yeah, but it is simple to say, but sometimes not as simple to do. Mm -hmm. I research a lot on this topic. Mm -hmm. What is the better food to eat and uh, in, in which amount, in what quantity and uh, uh, what kind, from, from what source it is better for us? Mm -hmm. I, I started my, my thought uh, because in Piedmont, um, we have really preserved uh, the habit of, of cook from scratch. We are very used to to buy raw food, uh, vegetables uh, mm -hmm. from farmer markets. Mm, I know that uh, many raw food that you can buy from some stores have preservatives too, mm -hmm. uh, even in vegetables. But uh, if you try to buy from farmer markets, uh, you avoid a lot of preservatives. And also vitamins and mineral and fiber, of course, mm -hmm. are of a much more good quality. I see. Interesting. Um, you, you said that the preservatives are, are everywhere, even in, uh, in vegetables that you buy in the grocery store, right? Yeah. The problem with preservatives is not related with the fact that we eat them, but uh, with the amount of, of intake. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, most of them, most of preservatives are necessary mm -hmm. and can guarantee a healthy, safe food. Right. So, they can avoid some contamination of the food. Right. Uh, in some cases, uh, industries um, must use preservatives right. to get the life on the on the stall longer. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, and to and to get safer. Yeah, to be safe. Yeah, because otherwise yeah. you get another problem. You know, it can be worse. Uh, so if you compare, this mm -hmm. is a very statistical point uh, point of view. Yeah. If you compare the two risks. Mm -hmm. uh, it is quite evident that the use of preservatives uh, is less risky than their absence. So yeah. this is just to get in equilibrium, to get in balance, uh, the use of raw food and the use of food that need preservatives. Uh, and this is why sometimes I read about some really dangerous <laughs> products mm -hmm. and this is not about the product or the dangers. It is how many times you eat or, or what is the amount. And this is the same with the meat. Mm -hmm. uh, meat could be a part of our diet and there is nothing bad in eating meat. Mm -hmm. But if we eat meat uh, three times a day, mm -hmm. every day, this could be a very problem for our intestine and for our health. Interesting. I know living here in, in Canada, it, it seems to be um, more of a meat-centered uh, country. Um, obviously, there's a large population of vegetarians as well, but those who are not vegetarian, I think, tend to eat meat uh, in average more than the Italians do. Uh, in fact, there's even movements that we definitely don't have in Italy, like the movement that's called Meatless Monday. I don't know if you if you heard of it. It's essentially something that promotes uh, at least one day a week to avoid meat. Uh, this is definitely not uh, a movement that you would see in Italy. 
yeah. so definitely you're, you're onto something here and it's quite known that uh, there are risks involved with um, excessive consumption of meat right mm -hmm. yes the excess of consumption uh, everything because one of the points that i discovered that mm -hmm. uh, we need to vary our mm -hmm. diet right and uh, this is another point that I always repeat, mm -hmm. uh, in, in Italy, of course, we eat a lot of pasta, uh, a lot of carbohydrates, right. and, uh, and of course, a lot of vegetables. Um, this is uh, much more used uh, in the southern Italy. Mm -hmm. uh, in the northern Italy, we are most used to eat dairy products right. uh, instead of, of meat. Uh, because the meat, uh, it was uh, for tradition a part of the upper class diet. Right. But yes, we were used to to vary mm -hmm. uh, our diet. Yes, and not only the, the type of ingredients, not only the cultivar mm -hmm. of vegetables or the kind of meat, but also the way we cook them. Interesting. How how they um, mix them and uh, how they how they get cooked. Interesting, interesting. And this is one of another part of the of the discoveries uh, mm -hmm. because um, uh, every food, every vegetables uh, has inside the same kind of, of nutrients. Mm -hmm. But what is the difference is the quantity of, of each one, uh, and uh, and this is one of the part of the of the discoveries uh, about the, the the reason to vary your diet. Uh, if you eat many different things, mm -hmm. uh, many different uh, vegetables and meat and dairies, uh, you can vary the molecular of what you are eating. Mm -hmm. You you vary uh, the proportion of nutrients, mm -hmm. and uh, in, in this way, what you put in your in your dish mm -hmm. uh, really become uh, a natural uh, supply of uh, of vitamins and uh, of mineral uh, and nutrients in a wide sense, you really can heal yourself with your food. Uh, just eating raw food and varying the way you cook it. Interesting. In, in the case of, of course, of food cooking. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for food that you cook, of course. Yeah. Um, interesting, very interesting. Um, are there foods that we should try to avoid? As well? Yes, yes. Uh, sugar, in example. Mm, uh, sugar, I mean sucrose. Uh, that is the white sugar everybody knows. Mm -hmm. uh, it's another part of my discovery about health um, because sugar is added in many different foods mm -hmm. um, from some kind of uh, sodas to even to some tomato sauce. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, yes, it affects our body, both in the short and in the long term. Mm. You know, sucrose uh, affects the intestinal bacterial flora, reducing mm. our immune system. Uh, and this is the short-term effect. Interesting, I, uh, I didn't know. So you're saying that if you eat too much sucrose, you may get sick more often? Like your immune system is not as strong? Yes, uh, this is this is the point, especially in babies and uh, mm -hmm. in children. They love sugar, they love candy, mm -hmm. but 
we must know mm-hmm. what uh, what the sugar uh, do in our body. And you're so, referring to sucrose particularly. Yes, not not every sugar. Mm-hmm. Of course, um, all sugar, all all kind of sugar mm-hmm. uh, can um, potentially have this impact on our body. Mm-hmm. But the white sugar, because of the quantity we we eat it, mm-hmm. it is the most dangerous. Yeah, because you're saying that it's everywhere. And then, of course, there's long-term problems. Yes. Uh, on the long run, sugar is a leading cause of metabolic syndrome uh, that we all know, uh, mm-hmm. which includes, for example, obesity, mm-hmm. diabetes, cardiovascular disorder, uh, and many others, many, many others. Yeah. Uh, what about carbohydrates? I, I must ask because, you know, as an Italian, I'm very devoted to pasta. And also like yeah. bread as well. Um, is there a health risk associated with eating too much pasta? Yes, but it's not about pasta in itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about wheat, okay? Mm-hmm. It's about the amount of wheat the world requires for its own feed. So um, we are used in Italy and I guess in uh, in North America too, mm-hmm. with a lot of carbohydrates that are refined carbohydrates, like white bread, mm-hmm. like uh, white pasta. I, I mean white... White flour. Uh, yeah, white flour. Mm-hmm. Um, also in this case, we must get a step back and look what our ancestors mm-hmm. uh, were doing. Do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we used to do. Uh, they did not eat so much wheat they uh, they were used to vary the diet. Uh, they used grains, mm-hmm. whole grains, and were used to change these grains. I see, they, I see. They ate spelt mm-hmm. uh, or barley, uh, oat. Right. Uh, and there were different cultivars from the ones that we know um, now. And this is another point. Uh, also, uh, for for cereals, for the cereals uh, topic, we we must uh, we must know that the better choice is to vary cereals, and to um, uh, every every time that is possible, eat the whole grain. I see. Yes, because it contains barn and germs mm-hmm. that are really rich in nutrients. Mm-hmm. Like vitamins, of course, and uh, proteins from vegetables in mm-hmm. the germs, and uh, a lot of minerals. So this is very important uh, to to change, to switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need the carbohydrates, but not that kind that we are used to eat. I see. Uh, so you can side your dish uh, with whole grain mm-hmm. and uh, use them like like the bread. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is very, very important. This has an impact in our diet, in our health. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so um, many biologists and nutritionists have shown mm-hmm. uh, that um, there is an increasing number of people who are intolerant to gluten. Mm-hmm. But uh, often this is not about gluten. It is because um, the chemicals that been uh, added to the products so this is another good point, a good a good topic to stop to eat 
uh, too much refined product. Interesting. But this is a very fascinating topic but also a very broad one. We could spend a lot of time on it. Um, maybe we'll do another episode on it at, at some point. Um, I, I wanted to um, to talk a, a little bit about your second website. Yeah. Uh, the second blog uh, is about uh, Piedmont cuisine. It is about my recipes and recipes of the region where, where I live. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I started my English blog to um, convey recipes of Piedmont, uh, and uh, this mainly for um, three reasons, I, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, the first reason uh, is because um, it is an, an healthy way of cooking. We are used, as we said before, mm-hmm. uh, to, uh, to use a high variety of ingredients and uh, a lot of vegetables and uh, few meat and fats. And and a lot of variety, a lot of vegetables. Um, yeah. Not yeah, so yeah. much meat and fat. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Okay. So that's the first and reason. Second reason. The second reason uh, <laughs> it, it is because uh, the, the recipes are really uh, easy. Mm-hmm. And they are from two um, two kind of cuisine. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one is the peasant, the peasant tradition. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a kind of cuisine that um, come from our country mm-hmm. with the vegetables and the things that uh, our ancestors can found uh, in their garden. Everybody here at the time had a garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the cuisine of the poor uh, yeah. cucina povera as we call it in Italy yeah. it comes from yeah. simple ingredients and also not too many of them uh, limited not, numbers uh, yes a, a limited mm-hmm. numbers but different from the one that we can find now yes so, very true uh, and another one cuisine that is really sumptuous and scrumptious the one uh, of the court of Savoy the Savoy yes <laughs> yeah the Savoy this is uh, much more rich. Uh, mm-hmm. It was uh, created for the upper class. And uh, in this one, yes, there is a lot of meat mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of butter and mm-hmm. fat and uh, really could be considered uh, something like a comfort food in some cases. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and uh, in our tradition, mm-hmm. uh, the two live together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, my purposes uh, mm-hmm. were to to convey all this um, culture of food to promote the habit to use um, raw food and uh, farmer food, interesting uh, local food. So mm-hmm. this is the reason why I always adapt the ingredients. You know, we have mainly local food, Piedmontese mm-hmm. right. food. Uh, but my purpose is not to um, to export the main export topic. Them. Yes, yeah, 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 absolutely. But to um, to promote uh, an healthy way to um, to use your local food substitutes. I see. Uh, yes, substitutes. Mm-hmm. So yes. I I adapt all the ingredients and I I make the the process the instructions very easy mm-hmm. using photographs the step-by-step process, everything that I do, uh, yeah. that do my hand, mm-hmm. 
uh, are reported so you can follow my hand and do it again at your home. Fantastic. Uh, this, this is just to um, show non-Italian native mm -hmm. uh, a way of cooking, a way of, of relate to food. Uh, really in a wide sense, what you mm -hmm. can do with your food that you still don't know uh, and uh, that's it. <laughs> An experience is a discovery, is a philosophy. It ties together with what we were talking about earlier about health and eating uh, healthy. And uh, it also gives you a satisfaction which may contribute to your happiness. So <laughs> I think... Um, Cooking is, is very much a, a rewarding uh, experience. So uh, you're giving a way uh, for everybody to experience that. Um, this one, something that I really liked of your, of your blog and the way you uh, describe your recipes. Your step-by-step -step is very much like a, a computer program. Uh, I am a programmer. <laughs> so you give like instructions that are really to be followed in order. And that's awesome for those who are not already cooks, and uh, especially if they haven't cooked Italian before, uh, because we do take a lot of things for granted. Um, so, yeah, great achievement. I really recommend everybody go check out uh, Milk, Honey and Rum and check out uh, traditional cuisine of Piedmont and in general of Italy. Thank you so much, you. Elisa. We got to the end of this episode, but um, definitely we should talk more about uh, the cuisine of Piedmont, uh, which, by the way, I personally don't think I know as well, even though I grew up only a couple hundred kilometers away from Piedmont. Uh, you know, this is something that happens sometimes in Italy. Every region is so different and every Italian is so entrenched into their own tradition of their own family that they don't uh, yeah. quite know what's going on around them. So I'd be very, very happy to, to learn more about Piedmont. And if we can take some more of your time, it would be awesome to go through um, some of the Piedmontese recipes of both kinds of cuisines, one of the poor on one side and one of the royals on the other side. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I would be very happy, Paolo. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, uh, it's always very fascinating when I have a chance to learn uh, something firsthand from somebody who was born there and who still lives there. Uh, it's definitely something I won't pass. Um, so for now, Elisa has been great. Uh, thank you so much. Lots of very interesting facts uh, today. We'll arrange soon for another episode. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks to you, Paolo. It has been a pleasure, really a great pleasure to talk with you. Thank you so much. Talk soon. Bye.